Hello, Dog Pound. This is the Oracle Speaks. I am the Oracle, the Village Elliot. I'm going to tell you the unthinkable. People will laugh and not believe me, but the Browns are going to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract this offseason. That may seem ridiculous, totally unfathomable, but I have known about this for some time, and I'm just going to tell you why this has to happen. And again, I'm going to repeat that according to Greek mythology, the gift of prophecy was given to certain individuals by the gods of Olympus, but along with that gift was usually given a curse that no one would believe the prophecy. And so, if I foretell the future that Deshaun Watson's contract will be extended and restructured this offseason, that sounds so preposterous that no one can believe it. What do you mean? That overpaid quarterback in Cleveland that everybody is just pulling their hair out over, he's going to get a new contract, even more money, another year of Deshaun Watson after just having a few successful games in 2023, and that's enough to warrant yet another year in Cleveland and a pay raise? Is that possible? Well, yeah, it is possible. And it's really dictated by finances. And let me just explain why that is. If you look at 2024 quarterback salaries, you'll find that, okay, some quarterbacks have signed bigger contracts in the long run. But in terms of the, the uh, cap hit, the total dollars assigned to the 2024 salary cap, the number one salary cap charge in 2024 is guess who? It is Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns, and that number is... $64 million. That's right. The Cleveland Browns are being charged $64 million against the 2024 salary cap. Now, it doesn't matter how much they're actually taking home or how much they're putting in the bank. What we really care about is the salary cap charge in 2024. And number one is the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson to the tune of $64 million. It's actually $63,977,000. But in round terms, it's $64 million. That's $4 million more than the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. That's kind of incredible. But it's true. Dak Prescott probably doesn't deserve his rate of pay either. Um, the Cowboys like to overpay their players that Jerry Jones has his favorites that he cannot bear to part with. And so the quarterback says, Jerry... I'm going to leave you. And Jerry says, oh, no, don't leave me, Dak. I'll pay you whatever you want. Stay, Dak. I love you. And so that's what happens. And, they, you know, the players throw a temper tantrum, and Jerry gives in because he loves his players. And so he loves him so much that he's the number two highest cap charge 
next year at $60 million, actually $59.5 million in round terms. Number three is Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick is being charged $57.4 million. <coughs> Excuse me, $57.4. Okay, and so, um, you know, that that's about... Um, About uh, six million dollars less than the Browns are paying to Sean Watson. You know, about ten percent less. Okay, that's not a huge amount of money, but nevertheless, I would offer you this proposition: that there is no quarterback alive that is worth more money than than uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, he has a fully matured contract. It's not his rookie deal, obviously. That contract has gone past the first year discount and any uh, uh, you know uh, introductory discount contracts are usually front or excuse me back loaded so you get a first year discount and it's less expensive going into it and he's in the middle of his contract now and uh, all those discounts are over with so it's 57.4 million dollars and um, so he is less money than Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. That doesn't make any sense. No quarterback is worth more than Patrick Mahomes. Now, in a fair world, uh, a good contract from the standpoint of a general manager would be one in which the player is paid commensurate with his ability. So, in other words, the number one quarterback should have the highest paid uh, deal. The, you know, the best quarterback in terms of ability would have the most pay. The second best quarterback would have the second best deal. The third best quarterback would have the third best deal. And that would be a quote unquote fair system if you follow my argument. Um, and then if you are overpaying your guy, let's say you have the 10th best quarterback and you're paying the number one salary, then you're not going to be able to really have a balanced roster by doing that. You can't overpay all your players and expect to have the best roster for the uh, for the money you're overpaying you, that's got to come out somewhere that somehow somewhere you're going to be underpaying somebody else in the in order to afford this particular position that you're overpaying for you just can't overpay everybody when there's a salary cap that's just impossible sorry cannot be done the math does not add up so what do you do well if you're the Cleveland Browns, you've kind of bought off on the idea that there's going to be a day of judgment sometime in the future and that you're going to have to absorb a, a bitter pill where you're going to pay off players that are no longer with the team. In other words, there'll be a time when Deshaun Watson, let's say, retires or uh, is moved on to another team and there will still be part of his contract that you're going to pay off. We don't know whether that'll be two years in the future, three years, or seven years in the future. But at some point, uh, we're going to play now and we're going to pay later. That's part of the plan, that we're going to try to win the Super Bowl. The uh, Haslams have decided that they are gamblers and they want to really take a shot to win the Super Bowl, overspend for as long as they can try to win the Super Bowl 
and uh, understand that they have to pay for that later and that there will be some losing seasons sometime in the future. So I think that's what fans want, is they don't want to just play 500 ball forever. They really want to take a shot to try to win everything at some point. This is the point at which the Cleveland Browns are trying to win it all. And so whether or not they win it or not, I give the Haslam some credit that they are trying to win it all. Um, they can't do it every year, but they're going to do it for as long as they can keep the window open. Does that make sense? They can't win, uh, keep a winning window open uh, 20 years in a row like some teams have been able to do, but they're going to try to keep the window open for three, four, five years, but eventually there's going to be a time when they have to recharge the bank vault get some more first-round draft picks and uh, rebuild. There will be a rebuilding period at some point. So uh, in the near term, however, what they've got to do is they've got to reduce the amount of money they're spending on Deshaun Watson in 2024 so that they can go sign some free agents. How do you do that? Well, what they have to do is add a year to Deshaun's contract, and then they have to have bonus money that they can uh, spread out over the length of that contract and give themselves a first-year discount. That's just the way that NFL contracts are designed. The money is paid to the player up front, but you spread the salary cap charge over the length of the contract. Okay, so in other words, let's say they give Deshaun Watson um, a signing bonus of $60 million dollars I'll say $50 million, make it simple, make the math simple. $50 million and have a five-year contract. Uh, he puts that money in the bank, but the bonus is spread out over five years, so they only charge $10 million a year, and maybe that first year they only have to pay $10 million. Okay, you follow? So the first-year salary cap charge would only be $10 million if they structured it that way. So I think that's what they're going to do. I think that they will have to add uh, at least one more year to his deal, and they will pay him a big signing bonus, restructure his deal so that the 2024 cap charge is substantially de decreased from its current level of $64 million and try to hammer that down to something reasonable to, let's say, in the 30s, let's say, and they'll have $30 million that they can use to sign other free agents. So I think that there's no way around it. They're going to have to add at least one, maybe two years to Deshaun's contract, try to do it at a reasonable rate, and they're going to have to pay most of that in the form of a signing bonus so that they can give themselves a discount for the first year or two. And... Um, they're going to use that money to sign more free agents. All right, I'm going to talk some more about that, but let's take a break right now so that we can make some money. And um, uh, we have a few minutes for our sponsors. Break time now. Okay, we're back, so I hope that you're buying all the products that are advertised on our site and our various platforms, including YouTube and uh, many other uh, 
very fine platforms that carry our program. We're very grateful for all of you that are carrying the program on uh, your platform and everybody that's listening in or watching as the case may be. And um, I wanted to uh, also give a shout out to the uh, Browns backers that have recently started up in Xenia, Ohio. That's down kind of by Dayton on the way to Columbus. They've recently started up uh, a party every game day at the BW3, a new restaurant that has recently opened next to Walmart in Xenia off of State Route 35. So go down there, check it out, meet everybody in Xenia. It's a really good place to have a good time and enjoy being with fellow Browns fans, so hello to everybody in Xenia. And okay, so back to work. Um, yeah, all right, so I, I think there should be an implicit understanding among general managers that if you're paying a quarterback more than Patrick Mahomes and your quarterback is not named Patrick Mahomes, you're overpaying. Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott are probably in, let's say, the top 10 but they're not number one and number two, and they've got to find a way to hammer down their cap charge to get it somewhere more reasonable. Uh, when the Browns signed Deshaun Watson to a hundred to a two hundred and thirty million dollar contract, that seemed like a very unreasonable number, and it was uh, at the time. Now, what has happened in the past uh, two years is that the inflation rate and thus the uh, rate of increase of the salary cap has gone up. The NFL has done very well. The national inflation rate has been high and as a consequence the salary cap has gone up by about 10 percent per year whereas it had historically been going up at about five percent per year so proportionately the cap hit for Deshaun Watson is not as far uh, out of line as it appeared to be in let's say 2021. It's still pretty high though. It's still higher than the number one quarterback in the NFL. And it still needs to be adjusted downward. It needs to be restructured. Um, by 2025, let's just take a look at the 2025 and I'm on the website I'm not showing it to you, but I'm on overthecap.com, and you can just look it up by uh, quarterback salaries, and the uh, cap number is displayed along with the total amount of cash that's being spent on the player on that particular time. And remember, those are not the same thing. What you really want to know as a fan is how much is being charged to the salary cap in a particular season. It doesn't really matter how much is being cashed in a check that the player deposits in the bank or else well maybe he's not depositing in a bank maybe he's just spending it foolishly doesn't really matter um, but okay let's let's reference this or put it in context in 2023 this season how much is Sean Watson actually making well in this year his cap hit is only 19.1 million 
19.1 million. He is the, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th highest paid quarterback in football. And I think that's reasonable. He's probably about the 10th best quarterback in football, and he's the 10th highest paid quarterback. So that makes sense. That's very reasonable. Patrick Mahomes is pulling down $37.1 million against the cap. He is the number one cap hit in the NFL, and that's kind of reasonable too. I think we, based on perception, believe that Mahomes is the top quarterback in the NFL, and again, his rookie contract is long gone. He has a mature contract that's paying him on an annual basis, and so that makes sense. Some of the other names that follow Mahomes may not make quite as much sense. Ryan Tannehill is the second highest cap charge in the NFL at $36.6 million. I'm not quite sure how he managed to negotiate that. I do not believe that Ryan Tannehill is the second best quarterback or the second most valuable quarterback in the NFL. These things just sort of happen because of the way that contracts are negotiated or the threat of free agency and how much the teams fear losing their leader. Um, I think it's crazy. Sometimes you just have to face the fact that you need to get a new quarterback. Uh, it's just kind of nuts. Number three is Jared Goff at 30, $31 million. And then number four is Dak Prescott. Once again, Dak gets a lot of money. It's uh, not that outrageous at $26.8 million for 2023. And once again, Jerry Jones just has a soft spot for some of his heroes, and uh, he can't say no. Lamar Jackson, by the way, is number one, two, three, four, five at $22.1 million. So you're seeing that the quarterback salaries are escalating very, very fast between 2023 and 2024. And that's just sort of what happens when the salary cap goes up. The quarterback salaries go up faster than the salary cap just because the front offices don't know what else to spend the money on, and so they dump it on quarterbacks. And you're seeing that the quarterbacks are uh, their salaries are going up faster than the overall rate for the salary cap. And that shouldn't happen, but is happening. And the quarterbacks are getting paid proportionately more than they've ever been paid in history. And some people like to argue with me and say it's not true, but it is true that in history, uh, quarterback salaries have generally been below 13% of the total salary cap. That's percent, okay? It's not an absolute number, percent. It's been like 13% or less. No, until uh, Mahomes did it last year, no quarterback of a, a winning Super Bowl team had ever been paid more than 13.1% of the salary cap. And Mahomes uh, crashed through that barrier last season. He was in the high teens, I believe. And uh, now uh, teams are paying their quarterback more than 20% of the salary cap uh, in terms of the cap charge in this particular year. And it's just going up like crazy. It's just what happens when the rate of uh, salary cap uh, increases, which it's doing now because of the, you know, you can um, blame it on our politicians and whatnot, but the salary cap rate is taking off and the quarterback 
salary increases faster than everybody else's when that happens. If the quarterback, or I should say if the salary cap stagnates, again, for some reason, if revenues go flat or something, you'll see that tend to even back out. But right now, there's a tendency to want to overpay quarterbacks just because they don't know what else to do with all the extra money, and it's the easiest place to dump it all. I think it's a mistake. I think that teams will find that there are other ways to spend money. I think I'd rather have two Miles Garretts rather than one so-called franchise quarterback. That's To me, it's a no-brainer that these defensive players are worth more per dollar per dollar than the quarterback. Um, man, can you imagine having T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett on the same team? You could afford that for the price that you're paying for Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan Tannehill worth more than Miles Garrett? Uh, I don't think so, but he's getting paid like $36 million, $37 million, and you could have two Pro Bowl defensive ends for one Ryan Tannehill. These numbers are getting nuts, and it just gets even more nuts. So I talked about 2023. We talked about 2024. Let's jump ahead to 2025 and see how nuts it really is. Um, okay, two years in the future. What are we talking about? Well, Deshaun once again, is the number one quarterback in terms of cap hit at $64 million. Once again, Patrick Mahomes jumps up to number two at $61 million. And um, Josh Allen at $56.6 million. Russell Wilson, can remember that the Broncos traded a fortune in order to get him, gave a bunch of draft picks and gave him a big pay raise, and he's due for $55.4 million. I don't know about that. Uh, Matt Stafford, I think he's about uh, 70 years old, and he's going to get $50.5 million. Joe Burrow, I think, is worth it. He's getting $46.3 million from the Bengals. His contract finally kicks into big dollars in 2025. Derek Carr... Derek Carr, I think he might be retired by 2025, but he'll get paid 20, or excuse me, 45.7. Kyler Murray, same comment, 45.6. These are crazy numbers. Lamar Jackson, I think, is worth it at 43.7. Daniel Jones gets paid almost as much as Lamar Jackson at 41.4. Oh, but Daniel Jones is so good. He plays for New York, so he must be good. Daniel Jones is worth $41.6 million, and he's worth every penny of it. He's from New York. He's got to be worth it. He's from New York. Gosh, these people are stupid. Gosh, how stupid can you be? It's incredible. It's just unbelievable. Incredible. Incredible. Just incredible. Some of these numbers just make absolutely no sense. But you know, this is the trend, is that they're paying ridiculous numbers for quarterbacks just because they don't know where else to throw the money make me the general manager i'll find you some defensive players that are worth twice as much as these idiotic quarterbacks we'll find quarterbacks um, you know that uh, can play well enough to manage a ball game and uh, we'll we'll have the greatest defense ever we'll be like the cleveland browns in 2023 um, you don't need to have a you know a overpaid quarterback in order to play ball. This is crazy. Anyway, but that's why 
Despite the high pay that Deshaun Watson is getting, there is so much money tied up in 2024 that they're going to have to restructure him, move some of that money into 2027, 2028, just so that they can reduce the cap impact in 2024 and sign some free agents. Otherwise, their 2024 budget is already overspent. And uh, there's just no way to get out of it unless they free up some money from the quarterback position. There will be no uh, Super Bowl run in 2024. They will not be able to make a playoff run at all unless they restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. Um, There's no other way to do it. Everybody else has got all the money tied up in long-term contracts, and I think that uh, they're going to have to get some of the money out of the Watson um, bank in order to feel the team. They are already overspent in 2024 just with the players they have on the current roster and it's mostly guaranteed money that they cannot, you know, they cannot cut people and um, get money back because they've guaranteed a lot of money to, you know, players like Jack Conklin, for example, that because he's injured, they would not be able to uh, trade for any kind of positive return. Um, Jed Wills, I don't think that he's tradable. People won't give you a draft pick for Jed Wills so that you can get money back out of his salary. Players like that are just not tradable. You're not going to be able to get money back out of the cap in order to spend on other players. It's just like that all the way up and down the roster. And we're not trading Miles Garrett unless we get like four draft picks for him or something like that. I don't see that that's possible either. So there just are not that many places that the Browns can cut and obtain uh, cap relief other than the quarterback position at $64 million. They're going to have to make a move there and restructure him in order to field a credible team in 2024. So that's why it's going to happen People will say I'm crazy, but they will extend Deshaun Watson, restructure his contract, clear some cap room, and that's how they'll field a credible team in 2024. All right. Well, that's what I got. We'll see on Sunday how the Browns do against Denver. I think it's a very interesting game, hard to handicap because of uh, various factors, not the least of which is the fact that the Broncos are playing at home. I think the Denver home field advantage is very, very real. But, man, Denver is not good against the run, and that's what the Browns are going to do to them is run, run, run against them. Let's see how it turns out. Talk to you again soon. I probably won't see you until the end of that, uh, or until the game is over. Uh, We'll see how the Browns do. God bless, take care, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.